You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 114, your survival guide to nurse orientation. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find, it's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I hope life is amazing and beautiful and wonderful and challenging and interesting and crazy for you right now. (laughs) My natural tendency is to want to wish you well, and I do wish you well, but I know that part of living well is growing and being challenged. And so I also do wish some of that on you. Not that I want you to suffer and be uncomfortable, but because I know that on the other side of it, there's so much growth and a more fulfilling life for you. So I wish all of it for you. And I'm here for you as you go through it all. But I hope you're off to a good start with your summer. I know that here in Oregon, where I live, it is pushing 100 degrees a lot of days. So we've been spending a lot of time at the splash pad, which is super fun. My kids love it. And I love it because they have so much fun that there's no fighting. (laughs) They're not grabbing onto other kids or being rough with them. They're just having a great time out in the sun, playing in the water, and it's super fun. But today, I want to talk to you guys about orientation. How many of you are new nurses getting ready to start your orientation? Maybe you're not quite there yet, and if you're not, that's okay. Listen to this episode because you will be ahead of the game. You can start practicing these mindset shifts I'm going to give you. So by the time you get into orientation, you're ready to go. So you have these thoughts practiced and written on a note card somewhere and can just pull it out and remind yourself, this is how you're going to intentionally choose to think about things. Okay. So what I'm going to give you today are some mindset shifts that as you go through orientation, I know at least for me and for a lot of the nurses I coach, these are things that come up where we start to feel bad about ourselves, where we start to think, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Is this ever going to get easier? This is so miserable. Not to scare you, (laughs) but we start to think those things, right? And so I want to help you intentionally choose to think something else that's going to serve you better and keep you moving through the discomfort so you can continue to grow as a nurse. Okay, so today I've got five mindset shifts for you, five parts to this survival guide for getting through nurse orientation. And I hope that it serves you as you start up your own orientation. Okay, so to get started, number one is I'm doing it perfectly. I want you to practice believing that about yourself as you're going through orientation. Now, here's the thing. Some of you are going to roll your eyes at that and be like, That's crazy talk. That's obviously not true. Now, I'm not expecting you to be a perfectionist. I'm not saying to think that what that means is I know the answer to every question or I know how 
to do everything, all the procedures, all the policies, like I have it all down or that I'm never late on medications. So that's not what I'm saying, but I want you to believe that exactly what you're doing is doing it perfectly. So here's what I mean by that. When you are late on a med, I want you to believe I did that perfectly. What? That's weird, right? (laughs) Some of you are like, Abby, that sounds dangerous. And I'm not saying that we're encouraging ourselves to keep doing it that way. But part of being a nurse is to do things imperfectly, to be late on meds sometimes, to not know how to do a procedure, to have to go and ask for help, to be late getting out because we're charting still. That is being a new nurse perfectly. So I was thinking about this earlier today, actually. My daughter, we have this little basketball hoop in our living room because during the pandemic, our living room has pretty much turned into a home gym. (laughs) We've got a little trampoline for my daughter in the living room. We've got this basketball hoop. And then in the family room, which is just off the living room, there's a treadmill and weights and all kinds of stuff. So we're like, you know, people aren't coming over that often. Let's just turn our house into a home gym instead of having it all out in the garage where it probably should be. But my daughter and my husband were playing basketball and my husband shot the ball and he missed. And his natural reaction was like, oh, dang it. You know, I missed the shot, which seems totally reasonable, right? We want to make the shot. But I turned to him and I was like, let's give her a more healthy way to think about it. Because she's going to miss a lot of shots and I don't want her to, you know, be beating herself up for it. So let's be intentional about how we react when we miss a shot. Instead of making it like, oh, I messed up, I did something wrong, maybe we could turn it into, I'm going to keep trying. What did I learn from that shot? I did it too hard or I didn't give it enough strength behind that shot, right? So what can we learn from it? And I want you to think about being a new nurse that way. As you're going through orientation, I'm not saying we're trying to miss all the shots, right? I'm not saying, okay, let's try to be late on the meds or let's do this thing wrong because we don't really know how to do it, right? Like I'm not saying go put in the NG tube however you feel like it. We don't want to do that, right? But when we do something and we realize that wasn't what I'm aiming for, that's perfect. That's perfect to take a look at what you did do and learn from it and decide how you can improve. Okay, so you're doing it perfectly. New nurses are supposed to make all those mistakes, ask all those questions, not know how to do all those things. You're not doing anything wrong, but then let's grow from it as well. Now, here's the thing I want you to know about this. Everyone else doesn't need to see it. They probably won't. Your manager might come up to you and say, I noticed you've clocked out late the past few shifts and I need you to work on your workflow and your time management so you clock out on time. Now, if you say to them, oh, no, no, I'm doing it perfectly. They're going to say, no, actually, I don't think you are. (laughs) Right? They might not see it or your charge nurse might not see it or the person precepting you might not see it that you're doing it perfectly, but that's because they're doing it perfectly too. 
your manager is supposed to come up to you and say, hey, I need you to work on your workflow so that you clock out on time. That's part of all of this being the perfect situation. You made the quote unquote error, right? Or you didn't do things the way they're hoping, even though that was perfect. And then the perfect response was for your manager to come give you corrective feedback so you can grow from it. Or that nurse on your unit, she did it perfectly when she got kind of frustrated because you realized, oh, there's a bigger picture here. I wonder what was going on for this nurse or how I could have approached that situation differently. Like I'm not saying there aren't consequences. Like if they treat you poorly, then that's what they were supposed to do. And as a new nurse, that's perfect because now you have an opportunity to decide what it means to you to respect yourself, to value yourself, to advocate for yourself. So it's all perfect. It really is. So as you notice those things that you're doing imperfectly, I want you to remind yourself you are perfectly imperfect and then just keep going. Okay. All right. Number two, there's no such thing as on your own. This is something that when I was a new nurse was constantly in my mind. I was like, okay, I'm taking two patients on my own now when I was with my preceptor, right? So we'd kind of split the group. They would take two or three and then I would take two. And I'd be like, okay, I'm trying to do two now and it's rough. I'm not doing great with two patients. It's going to be so scary when I'm on my own. So we think, you know, once I get off orientation and my preceptorship ends, then I'm on my own. Then I'm taking five patients or however many you take on your unit. You're like, I'm going to take those on my own. And that is terrifying. But the thing is, you're never on your own. You always have your team there. You have nurses on other units that you can call and ask their opinion if they're in another specialty where their knowledge might be useful to you. You've got managers. You've got just so many resources at your fingertips protocols and policies that you can look up. You've got things where you can look up medications. So even if like, I know some people are like, no, my team isn't very helpful. I don't think they're going to help me out. You have access to people who you could get help from, but even if you didn't, even if you were out somewhere, the only person there, we live in the beautiful world of technology where you can find answers, where you can find what you need. So you are never, ever, ever on your own as a nurse. And I think it's actually kind of dangerous if we think about it that way. If we think I'm on my own now, then we don't ask questions. Then we don't get help when really we should. When really it might be unsafe for us to muddle through it. So I want to just erase that thought from your mind where it's like, no, I'm not ever on my own. Even after my preceptorship ends, I'm not on my own. I've got so many ways to get help. And I think one thing that goes along with this thought of being on our own is thinking we have to know it all. That is such an intimidating thought. And it's not true, right? Like you're never going to know it all. You're always going to have more to learn. That's what makes nursing so interesting is it's changing. So you're adapting and learning more. But even if it was always staying the same, don't you think that would be 
a ridiculous expectation to have of yourself. Like really when you think about it, think about other things in our lives. Like I like to cook. So imagine if I had the expectation of myself that any recipe I wanted to make, I had to know it all. Like there are some recipes I've made quite a few times and I know the ingredients of it, like German pancakes. That's something we make in my family all the time. I've been making it since I was little, whenever I'd have sleepovers with friends. It's four ingredients, butter, flour, milk, and eggs. So I've got that one down. I've got the measurements down. But if I thought for every single recipe I ever want to make, I had to know not only the instructions, but the exact measurements of everything. That would be an absurd expectation to have of myself, or I would limit myself to maybe five meals and I would just make those on repeat, which by the way, I'm going to make a plug here and I am not an affiliate. I wish I was an affiliate for this app because I love it so much. But speaking of meals and prep and recipes and all of that, one of my friends just told me about this app and it is magical, you guys. It is life changing. So it's this meal planning app where you go through, you choose what meals you want to make, and then it puts together a grocery list for you of everything you need for the meals, adapting it to how many serving sizes you want to make. So however big your family is, or if you're just cooking for yourself, you can adapt it to how many servings you want. It puts together the grocery list, and then you can go through, mark off the ingredients you already have. And then you guys, here is the beautiful part. You can order all of those groceries right from the app. It connects to tons of stores or Instacart and different things. So you can order your groceries to be delivered or picked up or whatever you want to do. And you're good to go. So this app is called Meal Lime. They spell it with just one L. So it's one word, Meal I-M-E, like the word lime, but you get rid of the L from lime. So Meal Lime, it's so so helpful. But anyways, if we expected ourselves to remember every single recipe, we kind of realize that that's a ridiculous expectation. But as nurses, we put that pressure on ourselves sometimes. Like as a new nurse, we're like, I have to know it all. I have to do it all on my own, which is not true. You're never on your own. You don't have to remember every single thing. Like, yes, just like with recipes, you're going to start to learn what comes next and you're going to, it's just going to be easier to do it, right? But sometimes you're going to have to go back and look at, you know, what are the ingredients here? What are the steps for doing this skill, for following this protocol? It's totally normal, you guys. It's totally what we should expect of ourselves. All right, so number three, I want to challenge this idea. I know a lot of times as new nurses, we think, I'm a burden on my team. That's what we kind of think of ourselves. That's how we view ourselves. We're like, I'm constantly asking questions. I'm slowing people down. I'm getting in the way. So we think we're just a burden, which feels awful. To think of yourself in that way, that does not feel good. That's not very energizing or very encouraging to think of yourself in that way. So I'm going to offer you a little twist on how to think about this one. Okay, so number three is instead of thinking I'm a burden, I want you to think I'm an investment. I'm an investment in this unit or in this facility. So like think about if 
you were able to make an investment. Like an investment is you're giving some money or some time or whatever. We'll use money in this example. You're giving a little bit of money and then down the road, you get more back than what you put in. Okay, so let's say, we'll just keep it real simple. Let's say if you invested a dollar and you knew you were going to get $5 back, like if someone came up to you and said, if you give me a dollar, I'll give you $5 back, would you do it? Of course you would, right? And that's what's happening in your unit. Now, it's not so instantaneous, right? So it feels like, yeah, people are putting dollars in. They're giving their time and attention and energy to you to nurture you as a nurse. And they're not going to instantly get that $5 worth back. But what happens is they put in a dollar and they put in a dollar and they put in a dollar. And for a while, they're not getting a whole lot back, right? Like you are for sure contributing, but maybe you're contributing a little bit less than what's being put into you. But then eventually over time, it balances out. Then it's like they're giving a dollar and you're giving a dollar back. They're giving a dollar, you're giving a dollar back. And so it kind of cancels out, right? It kind of just balances. But then you guys, it gets to the point where they're not putting in dollars very often and you're just dishing out $5 right back every time. So I want you to know that this is what's happening. And just like with number one about you doing it perfectly, other people might not see it. So it's okay that sometimes the other nurses are like, oh, I don't have a dollar to give right now. This is really stressful to need to give this dollar, right? Like they feel like to give this time to this new nurse right now is kind of stressful. I feel like I don't have any time to give or any energy left to give. But you know, if they give that dollar, you're going to give so much more later, And of course, we can be considerate of their time. We can be respectful and all of that as we ask for that dollar or that equivalent, you know, of their time. But as long as you know it's an investment and not a burden, then you don't feel guilty and you don't feel shame. You can still feel compassion, right? Like I feel compassion for this nurse that they feel stressed out and overwhelmed, but I don't have to feel shame because I'm going to be giving so much more back. Okay, let's take a look at our next one. Number four. Number four is I just want you to keep in mind that nothing is forever. Now, I mean this in a couple ways. So the first way I mean this is As you go through orientation, you're going to feel a lot of emotional discomfort. You're going to feel stressed out. You're going to feel confused. You're going to feel embarrassed at times. You're going to feel insecure. That's just part of it. But none of that lasts forever. Like, yes, even as an experienced nurse, you're going to have times when you feel overwhelmed or uncomfortable or embarrassed. All of that is just part of life. But this stage of growth, you're growing so much and growth can be very uncomfortable at times or you have to go through a lot of uncomfortable emotions and that doesn't last forever. This period of being a total novice doesn't last forever. 
So I want you just to remind yourself of that. Like I'm capable of feeling this emotion for a while if I need to, but it's going to go away and I'll get to take a break from it. And then sometimes it's going to come back, but it's not permanent. It's not forever. And also with just any situation you're in, not just your emotions, but like any situation you're in, I want you to know that that doesn't last forever. So even your job, like some of us think, okay, I know I'm probably not going to stay in this job my entire career, but am I going to be a bedside nurse my entire career? Am I going to have this job my entire career? And once we start thinking of things as forever, I know that can feel kind of overwhelming. Like for me, before I became a nurse, the longest job I had had was a few years as a server and it was kind of intermittent. So I would go to school and I wouldn't work and then I'd come back for the summer and they let me pick up that job again. So I did that for several years on and off. But if I thought of being a server forever, that would be really overwhelming. And that's all I really had to compare it to, right? Like I was like, okay, I was a server for this many years and I was exhausted by it. So if I'm a nurse forever, that's going to be so exhausting. Even things that are pleasant, I think when we put forever on that and that pressure of forever, then even that sounds overwhelming. If I think of going to Disneyland forever, on the surface, that sounds real nice. But if I really think about it, I'm like, I don't know how many churros I can eat. I don't know how long I want to stand in line in the heat and go on these rides again and again. They're going to lose their excitement. Like even something as fun as Disneyland or a cruise or some sort of vacation, like those things sound amazing, but even thinking of doing that forever is overwhelming. So I don't want you to put that pressure on yourself. I don't want you to think I have to do this forever. You don't. You can do it as long as you want. But just reel it back in instead of projecting so far out. Just be like, what do I want to do today or this week or this month or this year? Do I want to stay at this job? Do I want to change jobs? Do I want to go back to school for something? What do I want to do now? And you always have the ability to make that choice. And right now, it sounds like you want to be a nurse. Cool. So let's do that. And let's see how things go. And let's see if you want to switch jobs down the road to a different area of nursing or a different specialty or whatever, but nothing is forever. So let's take that pressure off ourselves. All right, I've got one more I want to talk to you about. And this last one, I think is something that we just kind of get in the habit of. So I've noticed for myself, I say sorry a lot when I'm interacting with other people, I just naturally, like my thing is to say, I'm sorry. And I think that's good in some ways, right? Like I'm not one to blame other people a lot of the time, but a lot of times I say sorry. And then later I'm like, wait a second, I didn't do anything wrong. So that's where I'm coming out with this one. Number five, you never need to apologize for being a new nurse. You haven't done anything wrong. I know a lot of times as a new nurse, we say, sorry, I'm sorry to ask you another question. I'm sorry to need your help. I'm sorry I did this. You don't need to apologize for being a new nurse. You're good. With my daughter, she doesn't need to apologize for being a three-year-old. That's just part of it, right? That's part of being a human and growing up. If she wants to become a 15-year-old, she's going to have to be a three-year-old first. 
And it's the same for us as nurses. If you want to become an experienced nurse, you have to be a new nurse first. That's the first step. It's a step you can't skip. So don't apologize for it. You didn't do anything wrong. That's just part of it. I'm glad you're a new nurse. I'm so glad you're here. And I can't wait for you to grow as a nurse and to bring in more new nurses. But you have nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to apologize for. So I posted this recently on Instagram. I posted a little post that says, you never need to apologize for being a new nurse. And then had a little caption saying a lot of these things that I'm explaining to you now. And I loved a comment someone made on there. She said, instead of saying sorry, like sorry for asking for your help, sorry for asking this question, she likes to say thank you. And I thought that was such a great tip because I think a lot of times we just don't know what to say, right? So thank you for taking the time to help me. Thank you for showing me where that policy was. Thanks for showing me how to put that order in. I really appreciate it. And I think that's beautiful. And the thing I really want you to pay attention to though is it's not about those words that you're saying. Like I love giving a suggestion of what you can say instead, but I want you to back up and notice what's the emotion behind me saying those words. Because sometimes we do say thank you, but we say it apologetically. We say it filled with shame, right? We're like, thank you so much for helping me. And really, we might as well just be saying, I'm sorry, I'm a new nurse. I'm such a burden. So I want you to genuinely be thanking someone, to be coming from gratitude and not shame. Thank you so much for showing me that policy. Thank you so much for taking the time to help me. Thank you so much for helping me start this IV. There's no shame, just gratitude. Okay, so what emotion is fueling those words? All right, you guys. So just to give you a quick recap. So as you go through orientation, you have these quick reminders to help you out because if we don't, then our default brain just goes back to the old ways of thinking, right? So make sure you have these written down somewhere. One, I'm doing it perfectly. I'm perfectly imperfect. Number two, there's no such thing as on your own or knowing it all. Number three, I'm an investment. Number four, nothing is forever. And number five, I have no need to apologize for being a new nurse. All right, you guys. So I hope this helps you out as you go through orientation. I hope you can ingrain these into your true beliefs. And it's going to take some practice, but practice believing these things. And the more you do, the more naturally they'll come to you. And they will be part of your belief systems about yourself and for others. So then as you become an experienced nurse and those new nurses come in, you can remind yourself they're perfectly imperfect. They're an investment. They don't need to apologize. They're not on their own. I'm here to help them. They're not their patients. They're our patients. So start believing it now and these beliefs will serve you your entire career. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a quick review. I love getting your feedback. I love hearing how this podcast is helping you. 
it means so, so much to me. So please take a second, go leave a quick review, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. Take care.